we've been talking about faith, isn't it? I started by giving you the definitions of faith. I'm supposed to talk about 18 definitions of faith. How many did I give you? Sorry? I gave you 10 out of the 18. Then we started talking about the characteristics of faith. How many did I give you? Six. I was supposed to have given you 13. I didn't tell you how many I was going to give you. All right. And today I want to talk about the kinds of faith. <laughs> I'm leaving potholes in the messages. Isn't the message, isn't it? Don't worry. It's all deliberate. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Are you worried? Oh, I said, are you worried? <laughs> okay. So, we, we, we are studying about faith because faith deserves to be studied. Because faith, faith is our weapon, one of our main weapons we have. In uh, Ephesians 6, the Bible talks about the weapons, isn't it? Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you can quench all the fairy darts that the enemy would throw at you. Isn't that what the Bible says? Ephesians 6, is it 10? Ephesians 6, 10. Put it up for us. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Go on quickly. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having gathered your waist with truth. And now we are talking about the weapons. Your waist with truth, isn't it? Having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel. Go on. Above all, taking the shield of what? Faith. You know, all that we're talking about, the first few things we're talking about was enable you to be a, a soldier. Now, it's talking about your main defense is your shield. Are you with me? So, your feet shod with the preparation of God, God, the gospel is part of your, your dressing so that you can run, so that you can walk. Your uh, uh, waist belt of truth is so that your, your, your whatever will come down, will come down whilst you are fighting. Your helmet of salvation is so that you are, your head is protected. So all those things are part of the army. But the main armor, now we're talking about, we have dressed already. Now we are coming up the, the, the main weapons. So it says that above all, above all, number one, take the shield of what? Faith. And it tells you why you must take the shield of faith. Because that is your defense against anything the enemy will throw at you. Without faith, when the enemy, anything the enemy throws at you sticks. Am I, am I making sense? 
It will hurt you. Anything the devil throws at you, if you don't have faith, it will hurt you. Then it goes on to talk about after you're taking the shield of faith, the next one is now you have to take the sword. Isn't it? Verse 17. The helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit to fight. Have you, have you seen that? So it means that the main armor is the shield, then the sword. Hallelujah. But today we are talking about the shield, the faith. is one of the main things. So we are taking our time to study on faith. Not because we don't have anything else to talk about. Not because faith is just too elementary. But you see, a lot of us as Christians, we know about faith, but we don't really know faith. Am I talking, about somebody, uh, talking to somebody? We know a lot about faith, but we don't know. So we, start, we started talking about the characteristics of faith. And I said that faith is... What was the characteristic? Number one was what? It's the lifeline of every believer. It's the blood that flows through you is faith. In fact, Christianity is, is the Christian faith. Are you with me? Christianity is a faith. So if you don't know about the faith, it means you don't know about Christianity. The work, Christians work, is a work of faith. Amen. It's because it's faith because you haven't seen God. No, none of us have seen God. But we know that He is. Isn't it? And the Bible says, anyone that comes to God, Romans, uh, sorry, Hebrews 11, 6 says, uh, anyone that comes to God must know that He is. How can you know that He is when you haven't seen Him? So you can only know that He is through faith. Without faith, you can't please him. Without faith, you can't please him because without faith, you can't walk with him. I, 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 you understand what I'm saying? And uh, if you look at uh, verse 2 and 3, it says that by faith, we know all things. We know that the things that are, are made of the things that we cannot see. So we know that the things, the thing that make what we can see was made by the things that we can't see. And God is one we can't see. And we believe that God made everything. Am I making sense? Am I giving an argument of, for faith? So you see, if you don't take your time to understand what faith is, your Christian work will be sh- shaky. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Your, your, when, when Satan starts to throw his darts at you and his javelin at you, if you don't have faith, you won't survive. Amen. So it's, it's imperative that we take our time, we understand what our faith is, and be able to defend the faith. If somebody asks you, what is Christianity all about? Why do you believe what you say you believe in? Why is God this? Why is God that? Why is this? Why is that? You should be able to stand up tall, chest out, and say that it is this because it's that. Because I understand the faith. Because I have studied the faith. Amen. So if I were you, I would get this series and really study them. Listen to them, study them, and get a good understanding of what we've been talking about. Amen. What was the next thing we talked about? We said, it's a down payment for things we desire. Amen. The things you desire, the down payment is faith. Amen. Faith answers it guarantees your prayer. 
It guarantees answers to the prayer. We pray because we believe God answers our prayer. Otherwise, there won't be any reason to pray. Are you getting it? That's why in Luke chapter uh, 18, God, uh, Jesus talking was that, nevertheless, when I come, will I find faith? That parable, the whole parable is about faith. Are you with me? It was was on prayer. He taught on prayer, but he used the basis of faith. He says that nevertheless, when I come, will I find such faith? Which means that to be able to pray, you must have faith. The woman who went to the unjust judge consistently to wear him uh, uh, down, the, the unjust lawyer to wear him down, knew that if I continue... He will get fed up and answer my, my, my request. Amen. And, and Jesus was saying, nevertheless, when the son of God comes, would you find people who are going to God day and night? Nevertheless, whether it's been answered or not, they still go to pray to him. You must have faith in the, in, in the God who you haven't seen, who answers the prayer to continue praying. Am I talking to somebody? Right. Next one. It guarantees victory. It guarantees your victory. Amen. In, in, in 1 John 5, 4, it says that this is anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world we live in. Amen. Our, vi- our victory is in our faith. Next one. Faith is depending on God's word. What has he said concerning what you are going through? Depend on that rather than what somebody else is saying. Are you with me? The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. What has been is what shall be. Is there anything that you can say that, see, this is a new thing? No, there's nothing new. So whatever you are going through, my advice is that go to the word of God and find what the word of God says about your situation and believe in it. Amen. Have faith in the word. Amen. Next one. Counting things that be not as though they are. Amen. So count your husband. Even though you can't see a husband, you can't see a ring on your finger. You see, Jesus said that anybody that comes to God must be like a child. Do you know children have faith? Anything you tell a child, they believe in it. And so Jesus said, so such is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God belongs to those who have childlike faith. Those who, they don't know it, they haven't seen it, but they'll believe it. You tell your child, I'll buy you an airplane. They believe it, no problem. But as they are growing old, when you say, I'll buy you an airplane, go, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> you think I'm a child. <laughs> They will say, you tell your father, I'm not serious. you are not serious. Why? Because it's like you know that this thing you say is a lie. Hallelujah. But a child at a certain age, when you tell the child, you buy the child an airplane, they believe it. Amen. So that childlikeness, never, don't let us lose it. Are you with me? Never ever let the well system, your age, and your past experience make you doubt what God has said. Are you getting it? Whatever he has said, has he not said 
and will he not do? Whatever he has said, he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. He is able to do it. Just believe in it. Amen. Just believe. The Bible says that uh, uh, Abraham believed and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. The only thing Abraham did was to believe. The only thing Rahab the prostitute did was to believe. Some people have come. They say we are coming with an army to come and conquer the city. One, you don't know the army. You have never heard of any past victories that that particular army has as compared to the, the army that the nation you are in. You don't know anything, but they said that we are coming. And because of their word, you just believe. And you don't only believe, you act on what you believe. You take a risk with your life. Because the, the soldiers came to her house and she hid them. So if when they were searching, if they had seen the soldiers, they would have killed her. And she said to the, the, the spies that when you are coming, make sure that me and my father's house, remember that we helped you. And he said, listen, every member of your family, make sure they are in this house. If we come and they are not in this house, their blood will not be on our hands. But if only they are in this house and you tie a scarlet cord above your house, we will not harm you. And the Bible says, for that was accounted to Rahab for righteousness. So all her prostitution, all her past was wiped away by one singular act. That's how powerful faith is. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Next one. Having confidence in the future. Not because you, you have strength. Not because you, you are confident in you. But you are confident in the one that holds tomorrow. You are confident that he, he that has tomorrow has you. He's behind you. He's in your corner. So come what may. I am confident of this very thing. That faithful is he who has said it. And he will do it. He will keep me till that day. I said he will keep me till that day. Jesus said, Lo, I am with you till the end of the age. I am going to be with you. And that's the confidence we have. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You see, the thing about Christianity is that whatever we are going through, whatever, whether hard hardship whether difficulty whatever it is we are we are confident of this very fact that he has us us in the palm of Zion hands and he will never leave us nor forsake us so we are confident in this very fact that he who has begun a good work in us is faithful to complete it in us and everything works for our good. Whether, whether it's, it looks good or bad, at the end of the day, it is going to work for us. Hallelujah. At the end of the day, we are going to be on top. Amen. Next one. God's nature is faith. Amen. Because he, he, he calls things that be not as though they are and they become. He says, let there be and it becomes. Amen. Next one. Did I give you verses for all these scriptures? Huh? 
Faith is the nature of God. I've just given you a verse now. Amen. Next one. It's the basis of pleasing God. Hebrews 11.6. Nature of God is uh, Romans 4.17. It's the victory for this world. 1 John 5.4. Confidence in the things to come. Hebrews 3.6. Yeah? So I've given you verses, isn't it? Next one. It's a substance of things hoped for. Faith is built on hope. All is Hebrews 11.1. 1. We obtain good report by faith, isn't it? Okay, we obtain, I've given you another one. Which one? Number 11. We obtain good report by faith. Hebrews 11.39, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith, but did not receive the promise. Did not receive the promise, that's Hebrews 11.39. They obtained a good report by faith. Isaiah 64.6. All right, 13. Number 12. Faith. By faith, we understand the mysteries of God. In Hebrews 11, 3, by faith, we understand that the world was framed by things which, by things which are not seen. They are mysterious. Amen. So I've given you how many? 12. I think 12 is a good number, isn't it? We can stop at 12. Because I have a lot. I should run it up. So 12 is okay. Okay I'll, okay, I'll give you the list if you don't. I, I can give you the list. <laughs> Next one. Faith is the lifeblood of the just or Christian. The just shall live. I've given you that already. Okay. Okay, I'll move on. I'll give you another one. Uh, faith is dependence on God's word. It's a cancellation of natural laws. <laughs> I have so many. Faith is a cancellation of natural laws. So they say that. What is the natural law? Faith cancels it. Whatever it is. Whatever law it is. Faith is the cancellation. In Hebrews 11.5. We say that by faith we. Enoch was taken away and did not see death. He canceled natural law by faith. <laughs> Amen. All right. And then I went on to the characteristics, isn't it? Characteristics of faith. What did we say? He has an object, number two. It has obstacles, number three. It, it grows, it progresses. It either increases or diminishes. Next one. Faith has conviction. Number five. Faith is not ashamed. Number six. 
faith has results. Number seven, faith has examples. By faith, Abraham, being asked of God to go to a land that he did not know, he left his mother's house, his father's house, and he went into the, a far country. Amen. That's, that's Romans. Is Romans 4, 23, 24. Faith has examples. Amen. Number, number eight, faith speaks. Faith speaks. Faith has a voice and faith speaks. In Mark eleven twenty two to 23, Jesus said, have faith in God. If anyone says to this mountain, be without removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt and believes in his heart, he believes that those things he says will be done, it will be done, whatever he says. Amen. Faith speaks. Amen. In Proverbs 18.21, the Bible says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. Amen. Okay. How many have you got? Eight. So let's run it off to ten. Is that all right? Faith is action. James 2.17, just write it down. I'll talk about it later. Faith is action. Faith is not words. Faith is action. Number James 4, James 2, 17. Um, what number are we on? Number 10. Faith is stubborn. There's something called stubborn faith. You know, in Hebrews eleven thirteen, 13, it says that all these died not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off were assured of them, embracing them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Amen. What number are we on? Ten. Okay. Faith is persistent. Eleven. Luke eleven, five to eight at midnight. Which of which of you, a friend? has got a friend at midnight who come to him and say, friend, give me three loaves of bread. Luke 11, 5 to 8. It says that even though they will not rise to give him, but because of the persistence, they will rise and give them as many as he needs. Amen. Next one. Faith despises shame. Faith and shame don't go together. see, a lot of us, the reason why we don't receive and obtain what we want from God is because we are sh- ashamed. We are shy. How many of you, they've done an altar call and they called what something that was dear to you, that you needed, but you felt too shy. The circumstances under which it was called did not give you the confidence to come forward, to be prayed for. How many... How many know what I'm talking about? There were some people around, so you couldn't go to, to, to receive your, because the shame canceled your faith. 
Are you with me? So, so faith despises shame. If you are not ready to despise, when I say despise shame, do you understand what, what it means? A faith looks down on shame. Can you imagine Jesus walking naked with a cross to go and die on the cross, being whipped? These are the people he has healed and raised who are looking on. Some are spitting on him. He said that he despised the shame. He endured the cross, despising the shame. And therefore, God has exalted him high above. Are you getting it? If he was to think about his shame, shameness or his shame, he would not have gone to the cross. Are, are you with me? I, I'm saying that to make you understand that the reason sometimes, the reason why we don't receive what we have or what we need is because we allow shame to cancel what we believe. Say, I want a husband. Go and buy a wedding gown. Can you imagine you go to a wedding shop to buy a gown? They ask you, when are you getting married? Where is your husband to come and see, the, to choose the gown with? You will feel ashamed and embarrassed. When is the big day? The big man hasn't even shown up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So you must learn how to despise shame. You know anybody, anybody who has gotten out of the wheelchair is somebody who despises shame. Are you with me? Because when the, the pastor tells you, get out from the wheelchair, it takes a certain shame, shamelessness to try. Because what if you take and you fall down? Because I've seen some before that the person got up and fell. And then they put the person back on the chair. And then they said, he said, no, help me get up. Then he got up again and fell. And then they put him back on the chair. He said, no, help me get up. And then, then he steadied himself a little bit like this. Very, very. And the people were trying to hold him. No, leave me. And then took one. He was shaky. The people were like, leave me. Leave me, leave me. Before you, you knew it, he was walking. And I've also seen somebody who say, they say, get up. He say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Brother Pastor, no. Not today. I, 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 am, I am okay where I am. No, you just finish prayer and let's go. Hallelujah. So it, it, it depends on how you can despise the shame. Some of us, we believe that we can, God will make a way. But then to go to that office, to go and ask for that thing that you need, what if I go in the same room? And that alone cripples your faith. But listen, if they say no, have they killed you? If you are tempted to walk and you fell, have you died? 
You took three, three steps and you fell. Have you died? Even the Bible says that a righteous shall fall seven times and shall rise again. <laughs> so if you fall, it's not a problem. It's not a big deal. So, so they've called your issue and you come to the front and they prayed for you. Have you died? Oh, they will know. If they know, so what? Do you know what is wrong with them? No, so what? It don't mean anything. So learn how to despise shame. You see, uh, uh, the reason why most of us don't walk into victory is because we are afraid of failure. But failure is not an end in itself. Failure is only a means to success. It's only one of the bus stops you get to towards success. I, 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 you, I, you, you, you know when you are going to whatever destination you, you are going to and you sit on the bus, you meet a few bus stops. Each bus stop you stop, isn't it? For a few minutes, each bus stop. See each bus stop as a failure. It, 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 it fails because you have to stop. Instead of moving, now you are not moving anymore, you stop for a few minutes. You gather yourself, you move again. You, failure is when you stop, you, you decide not to try again. Then that is failure. Failure is only when you decide that I won't do it again. Otherwise, it's not failure. Anybody who has succeeded in anything has failed in that same thing before. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. So don't be, don't be. You see, me, one of the things I'm not afraid of is failure. Oh, I did, did it and it didn't work. So what? Move on. Oh, what if he fails? What if, what if he succeeds? What if they say no? What if they say yes? What if it doesn't work? What if it works? So I don't like analyzing things too much. <laughs> you understand? Because that analysis, analysis, it paralyzes you. Isn't it? Paralysis of analysis. <laughs> it's paralysis of analysis. <laughs> yeah. You can tweet it. Yeah. Yeah, because analysis analysis paralyzes you. What if, 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 what if then you see yourself standing there. Have you seen most African countries are suffering from paralysis of analysis? Because they talk too much. African leaders talk more than acting. Big, big, big English. They are going nowhere. We are doing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pre-feasibility pre, uh, pre studies. Intra-feasibility studies. Post-feasibility studies. The feasibility, feasibility, feasibility. They are going nowhere. Big, big English. Big, big grammar. Meanwhile, we are standing in the same place. The people, you see, faith is action. Faith is not plenty grammar. Faith is not we are thinking, we are thinking, we are thinking, we are thinking. No, we don't think plenty. It means you don't have faith. That's what I'm going to talk about. Turn your Bibles with me to James chapter 2. 
That's what I want to talk about today. The different kinds of Different kinds of James 2.14. You brought to spoil my message. I'm not staying there. I'm moving on. I'm not staying there. Listen, faith is a big topic. Otherwise, I'll be here till next year talking about faith. James 4. James 2.14. Sorry. James 2.14. But that's what does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Next one, quickly. If a brother or a sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warm and be filled, but do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? That's also faith by itself. That's also faith by itself. If it does not have works, it's dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. And you believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and was accounted unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. 24. You see then, what a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by her works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For us, the body without the spirit is dead. So faith without works is dead. Hallelujah. In this scripture, you will see three different types of faith. And that is what I want to talk about today. Three different kinds of faith. The first kind of faith that I want to talk about is dead faith. Dead faith. Someone say dead faith. Faith that is dead. Hmm. Look at 14 with me. 14. Verse, verse 14. What does it profit my brethren if someone says he has faith? but does not have works. Can faith save him? Next verse. If a brother or a sister is naked or destitute of daily food, and one of you say, depart in peace, be warm and be filled, but do not give them the things which are needed 
for the body, what does it profit? Also, that's also faith by itself. It does not have, does not have works. Is what? Dead. So faith that does not have works is what? Dead. So the first one is dead faith. Faith that does not have works. Amen. Most Christians today have this type of faith. Most charismatic Pentecostal Christians have this type of faith, which is faith all talk. What did I say it was? Faith all talk. Do you know why I say it's, 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 it's faith all talk? Majority of the Christians in the church are doing exactly what everybody else is doing. If everybody's corrupt, all the Christians in the church are corrupt because they believe that without corruption, they can't survive. Even though they have faith, the faith they have is verbal faith. It is not working faith. You see, uh, young ladies have three, four sugar daddies. The young ladies in the church also have sugar daddies. Yeah. Why? Because then without sugar daddy, you won't survive. Some bills will not be paid. And because the young lady in the church also has not got faith that God can provide their needs. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Even though they say it, they don't believe it. That's why they also have sugar daddy. Are you with me? Let me, let me, let me give you an examination. I'll give you a, a test question. You answer the question, then I'll tell you to give me the mark you gave yourself. So we are not talking about those girls who have sugar daddy. We are not talking about those who are, who are corrupt. We are not talking about them. We are talking about those of us in this room. So I'm going to give you the question. Then you will answer the question, and then you will mark yourself. And give me your, 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 your grade that you gave yourself. <laughs> no, 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 no. We are not going to exchange. You mark it yourself. The Bible says that if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. Isn't it? So I want you to judge yourself. Are you ready for the question? Yes. How many are ready for the question? All of you. Okay. Right. This is the question. Let me, let me work, word the question very well. Are you ready for the question? I'm going to word it. Tell me, tell me what you have received in the last six months or the last one year. You decide which one you use. That was not gotten by your own connection, your own strength, your own knowledge, your own work. You got something that was, you received by believing or trusting God. You didn't do any connections for yourself. Is it a difficult question? Okay. Have you answered the question? <laughs> Dorothy is looking at me confused. I don't know whether she's answered the question or she didn't understand the question. Did you understand the question? Huh? 
You want to ask a follow? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Get a microphone. Get a microphone. Get a. I, I think we should be doing that on 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 Wednesdays. I, I don't mind answering questions on Wednesdays. Don't fight. It's okay. Give it. Yeah, when you when you um, um, set the question out and you said we you didn't do any connection, I was thinking, does that mean that uh, you didn't really plan, or you just sit and you don't do anything no, about it? No, no. What I'm saying is that you didn't go and use your physical connections to get the thing yourself. Okay. But God made a way. Have I answered the question? So that the art students can answer our question. <laughs> I, I, I think that for me, in thinking about the answer, my issue was, even though my faith is seen by my works, how do I know the works I'm doing is out of my faith or is out of the connection? So which works has pushed this? Was this the works of no, faith? No, no, no. Uh, so the question is very, very clear. <laughs> don't, don't, don't try and complicate the question. <laughs> The question, listen, listen, the question is, don't, don't use science to bamboozle yourself and confuse yourself. Listen to the question again, in case you didn't understand. Listen to the question again. What are the one, two, or three things you can point at that you have received that you did not receive by what the world system uses to receive, if you like. Yeah, Which means that you worked or you went to get a loan or you went to uh, uh, find somebody to uh, borrow or you went to do, the, you know, that, that those things. No, but you received it. This is something I was looking for. And I prayed for it. I believe I had that is what I'm talking about. We're talking about practical faith. I stepped out on faith and God honored me. That's what I'm talking about. So don't use analytical <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I'm not getting involved in. <laughs> Does it have to be something for yourself, or can it be something that you were believing for somebody else? It doesn't matter. Okay. It's still something. It's still. <laughs> have you marked yourselves? Okay, so. How much did you score yourself? Out of 10. I said six months or one year. You choose. I said one thing. So it could be one. Listen, listen, listen. I, what I'm trying to get you to do or what I'm trying to get you to understand is that Christianity is not the same as life in that I, I, I work, I get paid, I use my money to buy things. 
and I'm blessed. You are not blessed by the because everybody, the people who are just, who are murderers, the atheists, the people who don't believe in God, they also work and they get money to buy whatever. Are you with me? I am saying that because most of us we have killed our faith. We never exercise our faith in anything. We never challenge God to give us something that we did not get for ourselves. When I was a young Christian, when when I got born again, in those days, we used to do something called give give for something. You know, so it's like, and and it's not church thing. It's, it's, It's something we're taught. So I am believing God for a new watch. I'm believing God that God should give me a new watch. So I'm going to sew my old watch. So I take my old watch and I give it to somebody, a friend. And I'm testing my faith. To believe God that somebody will give me a brand new watch. And I keep praying and reminding God for a new watch, for a new watch, for a new watch. And then one day somebody comes and says, oh, oh, I don't know, but I feel that God is telling me to bless you with something. I don't know, but I, I was restless all night. I felt in my spirit that I needed to come and bless you. So here, take this money. Or here, let me take you to the shop and buy your watch. You know, we were taught how to exercise our faith. And that's some of the things we were taught to do. You know, test yourself. That uh, 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 I am going to believe God for God. Uh, uh. You see, God is not afraid of you testing him. That's why Malachi says, I prove me herewith. If I will not open the, try me. So try your faith in God. Try him. I, 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 I'm believing God for a new pair of shoes. And uh, this particular shoe, I'm not going to use my money to buy. I'm going to believe God that somebody will buy me a shoe, a pair of shoes. So you sew a shoe. And then somebody, I remember one day, we, you know, we used to do some of these crazy things. We sew, sew something, like shoe, or sew something. Sometimes, and, and you see, some of the ways we used to do, it became such a thing that we're doing a fellowship that anytime you, and see, when God knows your heart, God can prompt you. Like God will say, oh, take this guy to lunch. Or bless this guy with 100 pounds. Or bless this guy with this. You know, if God does it once, it tells you once and you do it. You see that constantly God will be telling you to do something. God will be telling you to do something. God It's like you have now become sensitive in your faith. So God will be instructing you. And just as God is instructing you to give somebody, God will inspire somebody to give you. Are you with me? But because we have, we don't do that. We, when we hear, say, get busy behind me, Satan. Because of that, everybody also has binded God. And so, we are walking with dead faith. All of us. Walking dead. Dead faith. Our faith, that's why I asked you this question. You see, this question, be, be very honest with yourself. This question that I asked you, be very honest. You can see all the science students, they like, they're arguing, arguing plenty. You say, stop arguing. Be honest with yourself and see that, listen, my faith is dead. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? How, how many can I agree that your faith is dead? Or if you like, don't say dead, it's inactive. <laughs> Give me a wave. <laughs> yeah. Your faith is on low battery. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Oh, give me a wave again. So, you see, what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do is to charge us up. What I'm trying to do is charge your faith up. That from today, 
Stop using the world system to get everything you want. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Stop using the world system to get everything. And I always give the example of this, this building. We didn't have money to get this building. We didn't have the money. We didn't have the resources. In fact, the number of people in our church at the time will not be as many as the people sitting here. Not even half. On a Sunday. We didn't have half of the people sitting here on a Sunday. But I heard the voice of God that this building is your building. Faith is a substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen. It, it was not, it, there was, it didn't make sense. Are you with me? And we did a persistent prayer. The Luke chapter 11 type of prayer. We, we, chapter 18 type of prayer. We say, oh God, every Friday, every Friday, every Friday we are praying. The prayer, we didn't pray about anything. We didn't pray about church growth. We didn't pray about anything. Oh, we're praying that God give us this building. 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 You see, if we had money, we wouldn't pray that prayer. We'd have signed the check and that would have been it. But we didn't have the money. So we had to use faith. And listen, it didn't come easy. It didn't come easy. At the point, it felt like, did we really hear God? At the point we kept, you know, we kept questions. Faith will come to the point where you begin to, you begin to doubt your faith. You begin to question your faith. You begin to see that this, this thing that I'm believing God is it really real. But that is when you've got to shut the voices that are punching holes to your feet. You have to shut them out and keep on focusing on what you believe. And at the end of the day, we got what we wanted. Yeah. We got it not by our connections. Not by our connections. Yeah. At the end of the day, we got the building. We named the price we we're going to pay. They didn't give us, normally in the world, they say this thing costs that. It costs 10 pounds, and then you, okay, I'll give 8 pounds, I'll give them. No, no, 10 pounds, then you buy it. No, no. In the end, they said, how much would you pay? So we said, okay, we'll pay this. And they said, okay. And then we took it. That was after we had believed God. That is raw faith. Are you with me? I'm trying to make you understand that faith still works. I said, faith still works. What you need to do is to exercise your faith. Wake your faith up. Start with small things. Believe God for, for a new watch. It doesn't mean you can't buy a watch. You can buy a watch. I know you can buy a watch. But the fact that you can buy a watch, okay, now lift up the type of watch you are talking about. So say, I want a Rolex or an Omega watch. You can't buy a Rolex watch. You can buy the $299, $399 type of watch. <laughs> Isn't it? But let's go for a Rolex watch. And to get it, begin to sew watches. And begin to call. Say faith is the thing that calls things that be not as though they are. Believe God. Believe God. Exercise your faith. Phoebe, they say you tested your faith. 
Oh, give her the microphone. You see, as we are conversing, some people are listening to our, our tape. We, we were driving home after church, and then she was actually complaining that she doesn't have a job as we were driving. And then she was, and I said, if you want a job, you ask God for a job, and then you get a job. You don't complain. I said, if you want a job on Tuesday, you will get a job on Tuesday. You know, so don't say negative things. Then she said, oh, I received a job. Monday evening, she calls me. She said, uh, I've been called for an interview on Tuesday. Tuesday, she went for the interview. As soon as, in fact, I was outside waiting for her when she went for the interview. She came out of the interview, and she said, I start work on Wednesday. Yeah, and I think even about a week or so ago, she came into my room again, and she said, I've lost my, uh, what do you call it, lanyard. And I said, if you go and pick this thing, the next thing you will find will be, and she had been looking for it for about a week. And I said, if you pick that thing up and put it down, the next thing you're going to find is it. And then she goes to pick that thing up and comes back and said, you, what spirit did you use? <laughs> and then she was holding her. And I said, keep trusting God. He's always there. If you speak it, it will happen. So uh, have I convinced you that most of us in this room, we use dead faith? Because that's what I was trying to do. Most of us, we say, talk plenty, that we believe. But the truth of the matter is we don't believe. Remember the guy who says that, Lord, I believe. Help my... You had complete dead faith. And that is the faith most of us are operating by. <laughs> yeah. Dead faith is counterfeit faith. And it lulls people's people into a sense of false confidence of eternal life. It, it, it dulls your mind. It lulls you. It, it tricks you into believing that you have eternal life. Yeah, it's a trick. Because it's just pacifying our conscience, our subconscious. But really, it's not proper faith. Because if you say you believe, you will do something. Faith does faith is not talk, faith is doing. Amen. Dead faith. Is faith without works. Is there any declaration of faith that does not result in a change of life? And good works is false declaration. Amen. Are you learning something? Okay. Look at First John five twelve for me. Can I finish this very quickly in the next five minutes and we'll go home? I'll give you the three quickly. Eh? Or you will take the rest next week. So, how many of you are going to set yourself some assignments to do with your faith? See, the Christi Christian walk is faith. 
So if you always, you don't have any assignment, anything you are believing God for as a Christian, then you are not a Christian. You don't have faith. Every time you must set God a task or set your faith a task. Let me believe God for a husband. Then when the husband comes, let me believe God for a child. When the child comes, let me believe God for a new house. When the house comes, let me believe God for this. Let me believe God for that. Let me believe God for that. Let me believe God. Then you would, you would, you, you know, with that, your faith is going to, or let me believe God to pray for my child who has a headache and let the child receive healing. That's right. Let me believe God to go and pray for that sister who is sick and believe that after, as soon as I finish praying for her, when I get home, she'll call me that Jesus, she's healed. Let me believe God for this. Then you are exercising your faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because faith grows. In the same way, faith dies. So when you don't exercise it, it dies. Hello? Let me give the second one. I'll, I'll just call it and then we'll talk about it next week. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that all right? Are you in 512? And he who has the son has life. He who has not the son has not got life. Amen. If you have the son, you have faith. And if you have faith, you are alive. If you don't have the son, you don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, you are dead. And it is not the talking type of faith. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I believe in God. Oh, I believe in healing. I believe in resurrection power. When was the last time you resurrected anything? When was the last time you resurrected anything? You know, those times when we're young Christians, we pray for the fridge. The fridge is coughing. You know the fridge that blinks? How many know what I'm talking about? Or the TV, I'm going to pray for this TV. The TV will become well. We used to try all sorts of crazy things. But now we become so sophisticated. If it's buy a new TV, don't disturb God. (laughs) You know, like the car, the car won't start. Father, in the name of Jesus. Katundi, kabun, the Branson din. You know, those times, there was farming in the land. Then we'll be going to, we are going for fellowship. We'll be walking. Then one guy will say, brother, let's believe God for a blessing of the color. You know a color? Akala is something they roast. They roast the, you know, it's like the lady sits by the roadside and she's roast Akala. It's like Kose, you know Kose? Yeah, Akala. No, we'll get there. Then Akala, what? Hey, Christians, because we always go and evangelize to her. Christians, uh, you have come. Yeah, yeah. Akala spirit. Today we are going to pray. When we get to church and we start to pray, we pray, pray, pray powerfully. And then the others too are hungry. <laughs> so the others come. Then one of the guys said, That's Akala spirit. Akala spirit. We are praying with Akala spirit. Is this? We don't use a color spirit anymore. 
We don't use a color spirit anymore. You see, I am trying to get us to revive the faith. I mean, we used to do crazy things. We'll go for crusades. I mean, we're talking about, we were at the time, we were about, you know, like uh, Palmas and Co. That was our age. That's why when I see them, they, they just, uh, like these people, they don't know what they are doing. Because at that age, we were doing, we go revival, going to pray for cripples, deaf, and dumb. We used to go to a Boston, you know, the Boston Institute. Go and do crusade at the Boston Institute. You know, these wild guys. Bad boys, we're praying for them. Pray for them to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. They start to speak. Because faith grows. The more you exercise, the more it gets better. The more you exercise, you start praying for the sick. You start praying for the sick. But you see that now, when you pray for the sick, you get results. It increases. You can use faith. It's a currency. I say faith is a currency. Let me give you the next one. James uh, 2. Let's look at from 18 to 19 quickly. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you my works by my faith. Verse 19. You believe that there are there is one God. You do well. Even demons believe and they tremble. The next faith is demonic faith. Demonic faith. How many want to know about demonic faith? Demonic faith. For the rest of the sermon, come next week. Rise to your feet. <laughs>